Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to part two of a discussion about how direct we should be, how passive we should be, and I'm joined with two of the best people to discuss that. Tony Tone, best-selling author, and Axel Blake, best comedian, according to Simon Cowell, what an accolade. Is there anything, Axel, I mean, as, as comics, our threshold of what scares us is probably is broken. If you do comedy for long enough, you don't even get scared when there's turbulence on the plane because your adrenal gland's basically broken after about eight tours, just to warn you. Nothing scares you anymore. But is there anything you find it hard to be direct about? you like, yeah, I'm direct, I'm a direct person, until it comes to blah, and then I'm absolutely bloody awful. Mine is conflict. I can't bear any form of beef or conflict. Obviously, I'm not talking about with Lindsay, you know, for normal couple arguments. I mean, with in a shop, if someone's been rude to me, I would find it very hard to call them out on it and it leads to conflict. I would just, you know, go away with my chicken with blood running out of it and throw it in the bin and run out of the shop rather than directly <laughs> say this is shit and send it back in case they looked at me and thought I was a whinging loser or something. I want to extend on that, what you just said. Mine is also a conflict, but in a, if I've become friends with you or if we've cracked a joke first and it's like, yeah, you're right, and then a, a conflict has happened after that, I find it very difficult Same. to now change the tone of the five-second relationship we just started. I just but sit if, there feeling hurt and then smiling, yeah, that's why I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if we've never had a kind of interaction, yeah, I don't think I've got any problem with addressing the conflict. I do, I'm, I, honestly. I mean, I can, on one occasion in my whole comedy career, when someone was slating me on stage and they didn't realise I was in the room, it was it was innocent enough. They were only messing around. And so something came over me and I went to the front of the stage and took their beers out of their bucket and went, screw, screw you. And um, But I was still sort of in performance mode and there was an audience there, so I don't know if that counts. If it had been in the green room and I'd come around the corner and heard them slagging me off, I probably would have run back off down the corridor and <laughs> pretend, pretend I'd not heard it. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Do, is it, are you like, yeah, I'm totally direct, but when it comes to X... I could probably be better at communicating my needs, my wants, my issues. Generally, I'm quite direct. But one thing I, I, I've gotten way better at it. And, and yeah, the me of today is way better than the me of, say, five years ago. But I'm not direct with letting people know about material things I want. Like, for, like say, for my birthday yes. or, like, an anniversary or a special occasion. I'm the, I'm fine, you don't have to get me anything. To be fair, though, like, sometimes I mean it. 
sometimes I mean it and I've gotten better. So I'd like to think like in the past year, I haven't fibbed about it, but I've been bad in the past with just like playing down my desires because I don't want to seem demanding. This is so dangerous though, Tony. It's just so, it you're is. the type of girl that says, I don't care about Valentine's. It's just creative, <laughs> man. It's just, it's an industry to rip men off. Don't get me a card. Don't get me one. And that means buy me a card or you're dumped. You know what? You know what? But my, 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 my way of getting around this is like, being with partners who are generally quite romantic and giving. So even when I'm like, I'm fine, they still go above and beyond. So like that has saved me. But I think I could probably work on being more direct with like things I want. Because in my mind, I'll just buy it for myself. I'll just do it for myself. I'll just get it for myself rather than ask someone to get it for me. I'm bad with asking. I recognise this trait in a lot of women I've dated, including the one I'm married to. And uh, Axel, (laughs) I mean, that is another game that I did not sign up for. I did not press hash. I did not press start and star on my phone. Yeah, right. It's it's funny because uh, my missus is just like that. So I'm like, for Christmas, Valentine's birthday, you name it. I say, Louise, that's my fiance's name. What do you want? Let me know. If you don't want that, you don't say anything. Then I don't know. I'll get you, give you a hug, give you a kiss, and a card. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. It's all right. To the point where, and then when the day comes, it's like you didn't get me anything. I said, I, I got you a card. I got you this, but I just. Say what you want. Say exactly what you want. So if she says nothing, you get nothing. But what is the secret game? Thank you. Thank you, Axel. We speak the same language. Nothing doesn't mean nothing. I get a card. I get a card. A card, a hug, kiss. Yeah, but why not not hint and go, don't give me anything wild. If you are going to get me anything, you know, just, I love, you know, I love bags. But please, do you know, just do that. Just just throw it in there. No, but do you know why? I also (laughs) suck. I also suck because all the things I want are expensive things. So it's like, if I wanted like a a reasonable gift, then cool, I can ask for it. But a lot of the things I want that are reasonable, I've already bought for myself. So it's hard to be like, (laughs) oh yeah, I want this Chanel bag, please. Or yeah, I want, so it's harder to do that. So I feel like a lot, she might want something really expensive, but she's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, say that. And then he spends this money and then I feel bad and blah, blah, blah. I think this is like conversation because if it's too expensive, I will tell you it's too expensive. (laughs) I've got no problem saying it's too expensive. You won't be saying that anymore, Axel. Boom, golden buzzer. (laughs) Right, right. You have no excuse, Axel. You have no excuse. Park my Ferrari, I'll be in Harrods picking up some shit. But there's a stand-up I was working with the other week called Ali Woods. I don't know if you know him. I won't spoil the routine because obviously he wants to take it on the road, but it's so relevant. I've got to sort of just paraphrase the idea is that if a woman was to say to a man, don't worry, I'm going to get you nothing. I'm, you know, I'm going to be enough for you on your birthday. A A man would be so excited by that sentence. He would be like, okay, cool. I can't walk. That is the type of kid. But, and, and then Ali explores what it's like the other way around. It just doesn't work. You, know, you can't just turn up with your dick out and go, ta-da. I feel like a lot of men, though, they've figured out the game, though, because on Twitter, I see a lot of men moaning about, like, you can't just put poussoir in a box and give it to me on my on Valentine's Day or for my birthday. You can, so- <laughs> that is a lot. Gentlemen, that is a lie. A lot of men are complaining about that online. They're like, sex is not a gift. Yeah, but that's because they're not getting the sex. Um, A man (laughs) who's just come home and his wife, even though they've been married for 10 years, is dressed up in something extra filthy and go, there's nothing to unwrap except me, bitch. Get upstairs. Trust me, he's going to be smiling for a week. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So they're all lying. I've never heard the word pussoir and I'm writing it down. It's going straight into my fucking vocab. (laughs) 
you know what? That is what I use to describe it. Yeah, oh it just sounds God. classy, doesn't it? It does. Right? I, I, I feel like Chanel makes that. Bonsoir, <laughs> <laughs> by Chanel. Collaboration with you know Gucci and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not Gucci. That, that makes it sound different. Yeah. How's that bonsoir? It's a bit Gucci. <laughs> In the workplace, can sometimes being passive help you excel or do we need to change the way we work? So again, apologies for the subscribers of this podcast. I don't mean to be a bore, but I read this book by a woman called Susan Kane, spelled different to my name, C-A-I-N, about introverts and about one of the prejudices in our society that just goes, we never talk about it. If there's a prejudice based on gender or race, we're engaged in discussion. We've got laws in place. And yet, we live with a prejudice towards extroverts that is alive and well. If you are more gobby, if you are more able to express yourself, you get more promoted, your ideas get used more, and you do better work. And yet, when you put the ideas down side by side, guess what? Introverts have just as many good ideas as extroverts. So we live in an environment where gobshites like me get their ideas taken forward without them necessarily being better quality till eventually you end up with, and I'm not even making a joke here, politicians and leaders who are better at talking than they are at thinking. How can we bring passivity and people that are more inward into the workplace and work with them to get the best out of them or in life? Um, I think people need to raise more honest extroverts, to be honest, because I feel like a part of it, a part of the problem is not just being an extrovert. A part of the problem is being an extrovert who has absolutely no problem with being very doggy dog, being very dismissive, being yes. rude. Like I have a lot of extrovert friends that if I'm, or even places, a uh, place I've worked in the past, if I'm in a board meeting or I've had a great idea and I'm too scared to, to share it in the past, they might say, oh, Tony has had a great idea. Oh, when we were walking up here, Tony said X, Y, Z. So I think it's, it's less about um, a problem with extroverts, but just a problem with like people who are just very nasty. And you can get nasty introverts, nasty extroverts. And I think a lot of nasty extroverts are people yeah. who also happen to get far because they don't give a damn. So I think if you have, for example, extrovert children raise your extrovert children to be nice extroverts that don't have to be center of attention all the time great great shout axel i mean i don't know how you're going to take a question about being center of attention or you just showered with golden confetti and going on to you're probably about as good as it as i am but uh, i mean it's going to be a challenge that's going to come your way mate because your if your career blows up the way it's blowing up at the moment you're going to be surrounded by people and sometimes the quietest voice in the room is having the best idea and as, as a business, which, which is what you are, which is what an advertising agency is, which is what a brand agency is, as a business, you need to find a way to tune in to the quieter voices. So the one strategy I heard that was really effective, doesn't work for comedy, but it works for a bigger business, was they would have brainstorms and everyone would go, I think we should do this. So say you're rebranding Domestos Bleach and everyone's shouting and this creative director thinks this and this copywriter thinks this and there's someone with a really brilliant idea. But there was an anonymous email address afterwards that you could email with an idea you didn't feel like you could put forward in the brainstorm. And those ideas were collated alongside the ones that were gobbly pitched and weighed up equally alongside each other. You were able to harvest hidden creativity. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I would say only because I'm a mixture of extrovert and introvert. So um, you might understand this. When I'm on stage, extrovert. I'm out there. But when I'm backstage, I'm very much introvert. And sometimes it can throw people off. So I know how to listen to introverts because that's me more time when I'm around certain people or even around certain friends. So I would never exclude the introvert just because they didn't they wasn't speaking up right now and sometimes the the best ideas like you said do come from introverts but in their own time i that is a very amazing idea about the um, email anonymous email because it's they're not they don't feel scared or frightened by the audience around them or whatnot in their own little shell that makes them feel comfortable yeah. and i suppose it looks very different to different introverts they're able to express themselves in the right way but i think it's to do with having a good team around you and the right team. I'm very close with my cousin and my cousin understands me like that. And uh, he's very much an introvert. So sometimes when I'm doing my little extrovert self when it comes out, he would come and wind me back in and listen and take time and always we sleep on it as well. And I think that's when ideas come out introvert style as well, especially from yeah. him and a few other people from my team. So yeah. There's a lot to be said with passivity, with the slowness of it, of slowing down. Like I said, one of my faults is my directness, my bang, an email back straight away. I barely even read the email that came. Just take, <laughs> take five minutes, people. Sleep on ideas. It's a brilliant suggestion. If you haven't got to go back that night, sleep on it. We're going to run out of time here, so I, I really do want to get to these last two things. Um, social media, Tony, I wonder, I wonder what your views are on social media. Has it enabled us to be slightly more direct or has it this is my view enabled us to be more passive sort of just showing a side and then and then running off and seeing how that side's perceived I think it's a bit of both to be honest because Axel I'm like you I'm an ambivert so I'm a mix of extrovert and introvert like right down the middle and what has been great I think as far as social media is concerned is that it has given a voice to the introverts because 
a lot of people don't know this. A lot of influencers and content creators are actually introverts mm. and they utilize social media because in real life, they don't like speaking to people. So they get online because it's like, I can actually be social without the pressure of real life like engagement. But on the flip side, I think social media also has made us maybe, uh, it's helped the introverts become direct, but it's also made us a bit more passive because it's limited that like, face-to-face interaction that we ordinarily may have had historically because we think, oh, we could just get online. We could just get online, say this online. We can just get online, log off. We can just do this online. And we're not interacting, I think, as much as we could be interacting face-to-face. So it's a combo. But I do think it helps introverts because it's what well, I love it. I love it because I don't actually have to speak to people in person. <laughs> Axel, you're, you're in a, a strange time in your uh, life now because your life is changing and so much of it is happening via social media. And I'm wondering if you feel like you're being carried along passively, like on a wave you can't control. And I'm wondering how much you feel like you're controlling that monster. I don't feel like I'm controlling it at all. I feel like I'm I'm treading very carefully. I suppose it's to do with how many people are seeing you and how many eyes are on you. I think, as you said, Tony, when you're an introvert and then you can express yourself, you can express yourself and it can come out as, you know, extrovert. But when so much eyes are on you and you, you, you want to speak on things, you feel like you can't. You have to be a bit more mm. passive. At any given moment, it could be cancelled. Yeah, it could get cancelled and it could mm. come out the wrong way. And that's why I feel when Russell said there's a bit of both with social media. You know, introverts have come out and be like, yeah, this is me, but they haven't got the following yet. They're just like, oh, a little. They're not at a level where it's like anything you say it, within an hour can turn to something serious. <laughs> yeah. And that, that feeling there has made me, I don't feel like I'm in control of this shit as no. much as I was before. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm being carried by culture passively rather than direct mm. directing it that's the danger of social media a wave erupts and whether you like it or not you're just gonna be you're gonna be trapped on that wave and it seems to have supercharged things like that i mean i suppose every generation would say that they probably said it about the tv when it came out um, there's just time for a very important question of course i'm going to tony first on this one it's a real problem when you're like a spotty teenage lad or even a not very confident man in his 20s but it is a fact, isn't it, that women find it sexy when a lot of women find direct men sexy. And it's confusing for some of us boys that were brought up you know, enjoying our GCSEs and respect a woman's space and, and be really gentle. And then she goes to IB for a guy He's speaking to me like, shit, look at his electronic tag on his ankle. Oh, it's such a turn on. God forbid. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a thing. It's to give you a working yeah. class like me, I had to just wait out for these girls to have their hearts broken to the third time. And then the Punani tsunami came when I was in my late 20s. Not the Punani tsunami. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. But, but it's, that is the experience of... Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. That, that is the experience of a lot of young men. If you're not like Terry, the mechanic, with guns and pecs, who, who's definitely going to cheat on a girl, does he cheat on everyone he's been with? Oh, my God, I'm going to date with I'm the one that can convert him. It's like, what the fuck? But is that direct, though? I don't feel like that's direct. You, you. I'm buying you a drink now. Why? Oh, oh okay. Oh, you're disgusting. What's wrong with you? Don't speak to me. Like, all right, fuck off then. Oh, my God, come back. It's like, I could never do that. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of a lot of my ladies are lost in the sauce. I hope they see the light. But I feel like I I, I get why people might like directness because directness is is aligned with like confidence for a lot of people, and they think, oh, confident man. You know, he's probably someone who's assertive, uses initiative. I like that. He'll plan dates. He'll take me out. Wonderful. But I don't think like directness needs to come with being a complete prick but it's um, a thing so... <laughs> attracted to attracted to bastard disease is a thing i talk it about is, it, it all it the time is. it's a real fucking thing i mean i come i come from a working class family i've got 20 cousins half of them are female and the first part of their life was shit from 16 to 25 just going after the wrong guy again and again and again and seeming to love it I feel like some some women, unfortunately, not all, some women find purpose in trying to change a man and heal him. Like, it gives them a sense of, like, value. And they they really believe they can change people, which is unfortunate because people just change for themselves. But I think some women like that element of, like, purpose. And there are some women who also, like... You know how it's they say opposites attract? They like, yeah, they like the opposite they lifestyle. They like exciting. Like Mr. Grey. It is Mr. Grey in my microcosm. They do. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, they do. Oh, I fancy, I fancy your best friend. It's like a sort of emotional bondage. And you'll find that a lot of these men aren't with their equal, as in like crazy women who'll cheat on them and talk to them in, in all kind of disgusting ways. They're usually with like very, very sweet women. And yes. some sweet women are chasing the opposite. They want to experience that bad boy. A lot of women... Once they're married, they have that one bad boy story because they wanted something different. And then they do it and then they realise, this is not for me. But the other way around, there's sexism, isn't there, Axel? This is the, the final point. I mean, again, people make fun of me for liking Love Island, but I watch it in a David Attenborough way. Everything you need to know about dating and human sexual relationships is in there, whether you like it or not, snobs. And um, <laughs> this girl, there's a girl in there at the moment called Ekin Su, a Turkish girl. And she's gone and going, this is what I want sexually. I want him. And everyone's like judging her because she's so direct with communicating her needs. Now, I'm not your typical guy. I would find that extremely attractive and not too attractive, obviously, because I want to live with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but D- DM me, Tasha Kura. But the, um, no, but don't DM me. But the, uh, do you know what I mean? A lot of, if we're being honest, there is a sexistness there. Excellent. The pill was invented 50 years ago. There's no reason for women to still be shrinking violets. They're not in danger of falling pregnant against their will. We've got condoms. We've got safe sex. There is no reason for women not to be as sexually direct as men. No biological reason. It's a cultural hang up from an, a yesteryear. Yes, I've been saying that for a while to a few of my female friends. It's like it's unfair that you have to hold back and not come across as direct as you want to be. But because the world might call you a name and certain names if you come across direct, it's unfair. And I think it's changing, to be honest, because of social media. And I feel like it seems a bit more okay for women to be more direct. And so it should be. There's very much equal. And there should there's nothing wrong with women being as direct as a man. It's just unfortunate that some of the old school mind mentalities, they're always going to look at it and think, oh, mate, what's that about? But I think, yeah, it's over time. And once it becomes normality, it should level up. Yeah, a sexual levelling up. Where's the Tory minister for the sexual levelling up of society? <laughs> there was a, an unacceptable low amount of blowjobs in Chelmsford this weekend. We're sending... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, we're out of time. Thank you so much. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> 
I'm going to just go off and think about the word poussoir at length. Thank you very much, Tony Tone and Axel Blake, for joining me. You're both fantastic. You're writing bestsellers and going on tour. I hope you smash the back doors off both of those projects. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you've come here as fans of either Tony or Axel, highly likely do hang around, hit subscribe, leave a review, because we do like that direct approach, and that's just how I roll. Motherfuckers, goodbye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.